You're listening to The Tool Belt, a manufacturing podcast focusing on logistics, safety, operations, and breaking industry news. Welcome to Talking EHS, a podcast series produced by EHS Today, the magazine for environment, health, and safety leaders. I'm Dave Blanchard, Editor-in-Chief of EHS Today, and today I'll be talking to my colleague, Managing Editor Nicole Stempak. We'll offer up some highlights from our recent Safety Leadership Conference 2023, which was held in Orlando, Florida. So, let's get started. Welcome back to Talking EHS, a podcast produced by EHS Today and part of the Tool Belt podcast series. Today, we're going to offer up a capsule review of our recent Safety Leadership Conference 2023, which was held in Orlando, Florida. Joining me is Nicole Stempak, Managing Editor. So welcome back, Nicole. Hello, thank you. The theme of SLC 2023 was establishing a culture of safety excellence. Let me just briefly let you know what that kind of a conference was like. So what did we do for those three days in Orlando? Well, there were roughly 300 safety professionals from not just the United States, but there there were a number of people from other countries. And we spent three days networking, sharing best practices and learning from each other how to build and sustain a world-class safety culture. So how did we do that? Well, some of the activities at the show included, we had two keynote presentations, we had two workshops, we had two facility tours, we had a tabletop expo of all uh, some of the latest and greatest safety solutions. We had 15 sessions in five different tracks. So sessions on risk management, regulatory compliance, safety technology, the ROI of safety, and training and engagement. We were co-located with the VPPPA's Safety Plus Symposium, which was the first year that we had uh, co-located with that fine organization, which allowed us to gather Probably one of the most impressive gatherings of safety professionals under one roof at, at any con- conference that I'm aware of. And topping all that off, certainly one of the highlights for me of, of this year or, or any of past years was the award ceremony honoring this year. We had 10 companies that were honored as America's safest companies. So that's in a nutshell what the conference looked like. But of course, drilling down into what were some of the highlights of each of those activities is kind of what we're going to be talking about here today. So I'm, as the, I guess, master of ceremonies of the event, I spent a lot of my time behind the podium or getting the speakers prepared for their sessions. Uh, But Nicole had the opportunity of getting to listen intently to just about all of those activities. So Nicole, what were what were did you find uh, especially uh, noteworthy? What were, what were some of the highlights from your perspective of SLC twenty three? Hmm. Well, I really liked um, 
I don't want to like jump all around in time um, over yeah, the course ahead. of a few days, but <laughs> I really liked um, Dr. Ben Andrews' closing keynote because he talked about diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging in a way that um, I don't think most people are used to hearing and different, you know, thinking about what does diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging mean? And I think there's, um, like, we all have kind of preconceived notions of, of that. But one of his examples was talking about, like, making sure people have enough food or, um, you know, to eat at lunch and like what they're facing at home. And, you know, he, he shared personal life experiences about um, having to eat like spam and government issued foods um, growing up um, because there just wasn't a lot of money around. And I think uh, it's very easy to take for granted having a full belly Um when you're used to having one, but remembering that people are facing a range of different problems um, and some that you might not even consider, right? Like if you have reliable transportation, that's a real gift. Um, so I, I liked that he challenged us, or at least I felt he was challenging the audience to think differently. And instead of maybe to ask a woman to write notes um, during a meeting, um, assuming that she has nice penmanship, it's asking for volunteers or doing it in a, in a uh, maybe democratic way, I guess, uh, of everyone taking turns. So I think it's easy to say there's a problem and it's so much bigger than me, but I think Dr. Andrew challenged us to say, no, it, there's a problem, but we can all be part of the solution in our own way. Um, so I really appreciated his contributions and honesty and sharing his own experiences. Um, yeah, let me just add a, a quick note about uh, Ben Andrew. Ben Andrew is not only a fantastic speaker on the topic of of DEI, as you very well described there, but what makes why why did we have Ben Andrew speaking at our conference? People often ask me, you know. How how do you how do you come up with speakers? What are you looking for in a speaker? So what what is Ben Andrews' background? Ben is the vice president of occupational health and safety with NFI Industries. They are one of the bigger uh, transportation logistics companies in the country. So not only is Ben very knowledgeable on uh, DEI topics, he's also uh, you know an active practitioner of safety best practices at a, at a company. Um, so he is, he, he, you know, we like to have speakers as, as often as we can who actually are part of our audience. In other words, they're speaking from peer to peer. So you, you've got safety leaders talking to other safety leaders. And yeah, I thought, I thought Ben's keynote was fantastic. Yeah, and I mean, he really, um, embodied a lot of the ideas that we talk about um, with total worker health and worker well-being, um, but he did so in a very personal way, which um, I always appreciate uh, hearing per people's personal stories. Um, I also liked and heard really good feedback about um, two of our more somber topics, 
which was about occupational fatalities. Um, so one presentation was about predicting occupational fatalities and common factors um, from Mike Dwyer of ArcelorMittal. ArcelorMittal, right. Yeah, I can never say that one. And um, Peter Suska from OPX Safety. So, I mean, death and fatalities are a very real part of the job. Um, we talk a lot about prevention and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's another thing to talk quite frankly about losing workers um, in having to talk to their families and, you know, Mike was talking about like how he has PTSD and kind of nightmares um, about what he's been through. And, um, you know, that's also a form of honesty and bravery to share. And then we also had Greg Pass from YKK Corporation of America talking about his experience many years ago with a workplace fatality that he said really changed and defined his career. Um, we know a lot of the time that safety doesn't always get the investment and the attention it deserves until a tragedy strikes, um, which is, you know, very unfortunate. And, um, and, and there's so much just surrounding that, but, um, but talking about fatalities and how they have dealt with them and what, they have learned and and to share with one another. I think one of the hallmarks of the um, the safety community is even though you may be in competing industries or um, not competing industries, but diff just competitors in your field, um, that there is still a willingness to share best practices and other advice and a sense of camaraderie for for very difficult situations um, such as serious injuries and fatalities. Um, it's not something that we've talked about in a conference session or two conference sessions since I've been with the company and with EHS today, um, but they were really well received and I think it's one of those topics that it's on everyone's minds, but we just don't talk about in a in a group setting. Um, so I think that those settings um, kind of broke down some walls and uh, and led to some honest, open and emotional dialogues. Yeah, I would 100% agree that one of the hallmarks of the safety community, as you described, is that willingness, that openness to share best practices, uh, because we're not talking about developing a proprietary product that you don't want your competitors to, to, you know, figure out how they can make something almost the same. You're saving or protecting people's lives. You're, you're protecting your workers. You're protecting people in your community uh, from, you know, keeping them out of harm's way. So in all practical purposes, these are the kind of best practices that you want the world to know more about. You want other companies and you want other, um, you know, your, your colleagues, in, uh, even if it's your competitor across the street who's, you know, may, maybe your direct competitors with him. But you're also probably familiar with 
many of those people who work at that comp- competing company because they're in your in your community. So yeah, long story short, safety professionals see that it's in their best interests as people, not just as professionals, to make sure that best practices uh, in safety are 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 being carried out. Because uh, maybe their you know their families work at a lot of different companies throughout a community. They want to make sure that the the word gets out. Hey, let's let's make sure that we don't have so many people falling off ladders, or that we don't have people, you know, having lacerations at work, or or all, all the, the 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 small things that you probably can get through a day not even thinking about, but you need to think about to be aware, you know, situational awareness is is one of those things that we hear people talking about a lot at conferences. And then we realize you got to be kind of getting that message into your workers, uh, you know, so that it becomes kind of second nature that they're always situationally aware of their surroundings and what their colleagues are doing. So, yeah, I would agree that that both of those sessions were were sobering, but they were also, uh, I think people benefited from hearing those kinds of stories because they probably have stories of their own that they could tell. And, and you know, that's kind of what we try to encourage too at, at the conference um, is that if other, com- other people who are in the audience have a story to tell, you know, let us know. And, Chances are we'll invite them to speak at a future event. Yes, and um, I think the other highlight for me was going on the Nautique boat tour. Um, Nautique is owned by Correct Craft, uh, which manufactures water ski, wakeboards, and wake surfboards, um, and and boats of varying sizes. I, I admit I don't know much about boats other than you hope they float and they're fun <laughs> to ride in. Um, but it was really fun to to tour part of their facility in the spirit of openness within the safety community. They even allowed someone from a competing boat manufacturer attendee to, um, to join in on the tour. Um, and the safety team's uh, the safety professionals from both companies were pretty willing and open to to sharing what they were experiencing um, and, you know, kind of industry specific um, trends and whatnot. Um, and it was really great to hear uh, just some of the efforts that they've taken to improve safety at their facility. They gave a lot of really great practical ideas for things people can do um, to build trust, to build goodwill, um, to give back to the community. Nautique was incredibly gracious in opening their doors to all of us um, and answering so many of our questions. Um, Everyone in the audience, or I guess the attendees, um, liked Anna's presentation so much, um, the head of safety at Nautique, that you know, she was asked to email it to people um, because it included a lot of examples of things they've done um, that didn't cost a ton of money, but definitely improved attitudes and opinions, both about safety, towards safety, about their job. And it's um, it's kind of a good reminder that there's so many other things that safety can cascade into 
Um, I know another presentation talked about it. Um, I'm not sure if there was any besides, I think it's some of the ergonomics presentations we had, um, at least two of them. Um, I remember, you know, people saying, um, uh, from Heather Chapman at Soder and, um, and our, one of our keynote speakers, um, Stephen Jenkins um, from CentOS saying that when you improve someone's physical health or, or how they feel about doing their job from a very literal sense of backs not hurting, um, that it changes their attitude toward the job um, itself. And, you know, having more energy to go home at the end of the day with their family. Um, so all of those are just really great reminders and examples of why safety is so important um, for people in, in so many more ways than, you know, than you can imagine. It's really a domino effect. And um, just thinking and constantly challenging one another and ourselves, how to make improvements that make others lives better so um it was very exciting to see how a boat is made and it was even better to hear all the discussions in the in the conference room um about some of the things that nautique and correct craft were doing and um and feedback from attendees about what challenges they're facing too i mean you know, there's no uh, there's no substitute for people being willing to share and um, and to help one another out. Absolutely. And there was another tour which I was able to go on, which was for Mitsubishi Power, a company that manufactures power systems. Uh, they had a uh, sounds like their their tour was similar, maybe in scope or at least in intent as the, the Nautique one, uh, they began, Mitsubishi began with a presentation, a little bit of the history of their company and uh, how they keep not only the workplace safe, but the workers safe. They have some fantastic wellness programs and uh, the interest in the room, uh, they, they actually had a, a wellness expert there. Um, and a lot, a lot of people were asking, how do we get somebody like you to work for us at their companies? Because uh, be, being able to to help workers understand, you know, just proper posture and ergonomics and how to how to um, just take care of their, their themselves physically is something that seems to be increasingly of need and increasingly popular, especially among safety professionals who want to find any any ways that they can to make sure that they keep as many excuse me as many as their employees uh, healthy and in good physical shape so they can come to work each day so I, I found that was a, a fascinating uh, part of the tour which wasn't even you know wasn't even looking at the facility so much it was just hearing how a, a big company like Mitsubishi uh, is is being proactive in protecting their workers uh, both on the job and when they're at home or living their lives away from the job. So that was another good story that we heard at the show. Uh, the last big highlight I wanted to mention, uh, we talk about it 
in our magazine and on our website a lot. But this was this was certainly for me one of the highlights of the entire year was the the awarding of the ten America's Safest Companies awards to uh, ten great companies throughout the U.S. and um, it, 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 you know, we talk to these people a lot. We get to interview them. We get to hear some of their stories. But this is the the one chance we get to bring them all together. Let our let the audience at the Safety Leadership Conference talk to the winners. Get to you know introduce themselves and say, "Hey, I I read your story, or I I heard that you're doing this at your plant, and we're we're trying to get something like that going. How were you able to convince management that?" that pursuing the initiatives that you did, how, how did you convince them that they, that they should be doing that? So it, it's just fun. It's fun to see people celebrated for doing, doing safety the right way and to be able to kind of, you know, highlight their achievement. It's, safety, is, as we know, in the EHS today, history is kind of been a story of trying to get senior leadership to even recognize that safety, the safety department is not a cost, but it's actually an investment. You're investing in your people, you're investing in your company, you're investing in your brand. And companies that really get it, also really get safety, really end up being those companies that are the most successful long term. So I I very much enjoyed, as I do every year, uh, handing out the America's Safest Company Awards. That, that's always one of the, the funnest things that I get to do every year. All right. So thank you, Nicole. Uh, those are, as I said at the outset, these are just uh, an hors d'oeuvre, if, if you will, of what the Safety Leadership Conference was all about uh, this year in Orlando. So if you weren't able to come, there's a couple ways you can get some more highlights. Number one, we had a, a big slideshow that we produced of all the, some of the photos that we took of the speakers and the tours and the workshops and uh, uh, the award celebration. You can find that on our website. We're also going to have uh, an article, kind of a visual highlights of what we saw at the show in the November, December 2023 issue of EHS Today. The best way you can make sure that you never miss out on these kinds of activities is to make plans now to attend next year's event. Safety Leadership Conference 2024 will be held August 26th, 27th, and 28th in Denver, Colorado at the Gaylord Rockies Resort. And once again, we're going to be co-located with the VP PPA's Safety Plus Symposium. And Nicole and I and many others from EHS today will be there, and we hope to see you there as well. So, Nicole, once again, thank you so much. Thank you. Good talking to you, Dave. And that's going to wrap it up for this installment of the Talking EHS podcast. You can check out our slideshow of highlights from Safety Leadership Conference 2023 at our website, ehstoday.com. If you've got an idea for next year's Safety Leadership Conference, check out our Call for Speakers section at the website for next year's show. Go to safetyleadershipconference.com. 
And by all means, please consider attending SLC 2024 in Denver, Colorado, August 26th, 27th, and 28th. For EHS Today, I'm Dave Blanchard. Stay safe and stay healthy.